We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include mature themes, mild gore, execution via shot to the head, and the sound of a gunshot around the 35 minute mark. The world is a weird and wild place, but even now, there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading, consuming those who do not fit with the natural order. Infecting the streets with political grandstanding, they have set their sights on the highest office. Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consuming. Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still, and the wilds are slowly seeping in. Searching out the ones that freed them from their cage. This is the Feywild West. We are the nightmares they want you to fear. We are the dead man's promise. Let's be legendary. Down, I left him with the boys downstairs. Oh, shit. Hey, they're fine. You want to go see? Sure. All right. So we go downstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is currently tied up with the other two. So who wants to question him? He kind of looks over to like what the uh, to the other two and over to Willard and Hector and to the two coffins that are leaning up against the far wall and just kind of pipes up. I was sent to check on the situation out here. What situation? The cart that had left town. We hadn't received any word on what had happened to it. Mm-hmm. And do you usually receive word on what happens to cats that make it to their destination? Or were you looking for something else? Like, you know, an orc raid. Look, you've obviously discovered the ruse. <laughs> oh, indeed. It is a ruse? Is that what this is? So, uh, what do you think your chances of getting out of this without getting hanged? I take out my tape measure. And I just slowly start to unroll it. Not very good. Yeah. That is the best you can hope for. Is the mayor out here yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, just for clarification, which one gave the order to send you out here to check on the orcs? Self-preservation. Is that wisdom or intelligence, you think? Wisdom. Wisdom? I would say wisdom, yeah. Yeah. He stays silent. Hmm. You know... We can do this. What is it that I always say, Talia? You take out my bone dagger. 
the easy way or the hard way. Yes, that's it. I got a new one for you. Oh, do you? Yeah. We can do this the painful way or the fun way. <laughs> Those two things happen to be the same way. No, no. They'll actually not see Talia's way. It's the painful way. And I flash in my teeth. Who's Sergeant Melody? Oh, I knew I was hoping he would take the fun way. Now, the last time you had that much fun, darling, somebody's eyes turned inside out and it was gross. Oh, that was the least of what happened. My eyes go white. She just goes pale and silent and just stops talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, ma'am. More confirmation. As if I needed it, but... How long before you're expected back? I look at the other guy. I look at the guy again. I was supposed to ride out, ride back, be back before morning. If I don't come back, they're going to know something's up. Well then, I guess we're not tooth. Wisdom save, right? Yep. He fails it. Can you say that again? I'm expected to return before morning. And what will happen if you do not? They're going to know something's up. Well, then we are faced with a dilemma. Well, we could kill him. Quick and easy. Be done with it. Then they will know something is up. Oh, he goes back. And what did you tell them if you went back? He goes silent. Answer. I cast command. I would tell them what I found here. Mm-hmm. You really want to do this the fun way? I look at the other two gentlemen. What about you two? Would you spare yourselves and lie? Now keep in mind, you stay here, refuse to cooperate, Talia kills you. Outright. Hmm. You go back. You betray us. Then I get to kill you. Roll intimidation. An advantage? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> given all the buildup you've been given to these like guys intimidating them. Oh my god, those are both shitty rolls. Luck. 20. Two luck points. Alright. 23. They are all sufficiently terrified. <laughs> Only one of them kind of like raises his bound hand. I'll go. And what will you tell them? I'll tell them that Rorik here was tired from the hard ride out. That our usual means of sending a message back was exhausted for the evening and that we were waiting until tomorrow to send word. How does that sound? Well, Mayor, if this individual cooperates, does he get leniency? Mayor, I've been kind of watching all of this, looks at him. He will stand trial. If he is convicted, he will be sent to Airpike for sentencing with a recommendation from me that he not be hanged but instead serve life in prison. Look back at, um, what was his name? Uh, you didn't we know didn't this guy's name. name. Um, I'm going to call you um, 
Press number number three because you are not shit. There you go. So, prisoner number three, how's that sound? He nods. Sounds better than what I was going to get. A moment before we let him go. They look him in the eye. My eyes go white. They walk towards him slowly. And I reach out my hand and place my palm on his chest. And my palm glows. And I pull it back. I use prestidigitation to do that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, honey, isn't that a little extreme? I think we can trust him. Oh, I think so too. But in the event that we cannot, I want the Undertaker to know the soul of the person who betrayed his favorite daughter. Roll deception <laughs> at advantage. <laughs> no need. At 20. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? He is like, he, he is as white as your coat right now. <laughs> and just like, nods. So I don't need to reiterate that if you betray us, not only do I get to kill you, and I take much longer than my lenient companion here, but after I am finished with you, your suffering does not stop. And he, he shakes his head. Good. I'll be right back. I go out and I find the saddle because I left it out there. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> And then when I come back, hopefully he's ready to go and yeah, uh, yeah, get him all ready. And in the middle of this, Hector gets an idea and asks you for the man's weapon back. Right. Yeah. Hand it over. He takes it. And is like, all right, one moment, and he goes inside. About 10, 20 minutes later, as uh, he's getting all saddled up, Hector comes back out and hands it back. There you go. Don't try and shoot anything. <clears throat> all right. Your name? Holoran. All right. Good luck, Holoran. He nods. And then leaves. As he leaves, he has crows calling after him. He picks the horse to go a bit <laughs> faster. Well, let's hope that's successful. Well. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, you know how, like, when something happens and it, like, really fucking scares you, but, like, after you get away from it, you, like, start to, like, think back on it and reflect on it and, like, try to, like, rationalize yeah, yeah, bits yeah. of it. I just kind of rolled it like that and see, like, if you would try to, like, excuse away what had happened uh -huh. and be like, no, I'm still totally going to go lie. Uh -huh. He rolled a three. So, no. He's still freaked out. He's still the fuck freaked out. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. On that note, I don't think we have anything else to do, so we can right. go to bed. All right. So, with the two, again, two prisoners now. The two remaining prisoners are secured. Given food. Given food. 
Hector has pretty much set up camp out in the foyer in, in the porch area and says right, that he'll yeah. just stay out here with the prisoners and all right yeah if he wants yeah. to volunteer go for it yep the mayor's staying in Austin's room. that's right yeah so Willard's taking over the couch yeah, yeah. and we go to bed okay I guess Celine what <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna look up hairstyles while this happens all right as you eventually drift to sleep, the, the the past 24 hours just sort of plays again in your head. Mm. And as sleep takes you, you find yourself kind of just floating along, floating through the house, the doors opening, just sort of on their own accord as you float through the house and you go down the stairs and you approach the front door as you get closer, it starts to look different. The edge, the door frame, starts to twist and curl, vines and branches sprouting from it, leaves growing. The door ages and darkens, and the simple door handle twists and curls to look like leafed gold. And it swings open in front of you. And you find yourself in the glade. But it's... The scene kind of zooms out. So that you're not... You're not just looking at what would be your perspective of the glade. It kind of zooms out in a way like you're flying away from it, getting a broader view of it. And you see that the glade is a courtyard, and beyond the thick trees of the glade, spiraling upward hundreds, thousands of feet, a massive castle. You sort of begin to circle around, just getting a view. It's impossibly tall, structures and towers hanging off the side at impossible angles. Were anything like this to be built in the real world, it would either fall apart or have to be held up by magic. As you circle around, the moon still takes up a quarter of the sky overhead, illuminating the crumbling towers and cracking archways of this impossible structure. And then you see him standing on top of the tallest tower, looking right back at you, making eye contact. Why do you come back? Why do you leave? You could stay. I don't want to. Oh, darling, the Fae don't lie. And that's when you wake up. The mural outside is simulating the beginnings of sunrise. I sit up in bed. 
do not want to be there. I do not want to be there. I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be here. Honey? <gasps> Talia. <clears throat> Sorry. Did I wake you? No, I was gonna wake up in a minute. Are you, are you okay? Just a dream. <laughs> Nasty bastards, aren't they? Yes. They sure are. Come here for a minute. I like pull her back down and I cuddle her. We got a couple minutes. Are you okay? That is a loaded question. I'll pull back. Can you talk to me about something? I dreamed of... I dreamed of the wilds. Yeah? Of the glade. But it was not a glade, it was... It was a... A clearing, it was a, a courtyard. A courtyard? Yes. And there was a... As a, there was a, a castle connected to it, huge, and he was there. What happened? He asked me why, why I keep coming back, why I always leave. Do you know the answer? She shakes her head. And I wouldn't worry about telling him. What does he want with me? I don't know. Whatever he wants, it seems to be enjoying his way of getting it. He is not going to get it, whatever it is. <laughs> that girl. No matter what, we still got each other, right? Of course. And don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Something on your mind? Nah. Are you lying to me? I just want to get this day over with. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Should be fun. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> It'll be even funner if we can make sure None of the townspeople die. We should get up, though. Mm, just a minute, Ma. Alright. So, eventually we get up. Okay. You get up, uh, finding that Willard has already been up for a little bit, and he's actually making breakfast. Well. Uh, well, I... I know the circumstances are... Unusual, but I felt that we were intruding on your hospitality without... Uh, <laughs> nah, not really. It's, uh... Well, it's weird, but... As long as you're here, my house is yours. Mm, he's not. Um, I should have it finished in a couple minutes. Do you need any help? Uh, yes, please. Alright, I help him out. Okay. So, breakfast, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we make breakfast, and uh, were we going to wait, or were we going to start heading back? 
The plan was to wait for uh, for Lawrence. Got it. All right. We wait for Lawrence then. You actually don't have to wait long. Oh, really? Really. Okay. Uh, it's about ten o'clock. You see through the through the front mural. Uh-huh. A horse approaches, and you recognize it as Muerte. Well, that Lawrence is back. It was my horse. Yeah, go out and, and greet him. You actually see another horse come up behind. About the same size as Muerte, but bright white with gray splotches. Oh, okay. Do I know who's... Kind of hard to tell because of the distance and the mural. Like the... Oh, the well, as soon as I effect. see, yeah, yeah. I go outside. Okay, all right. Then, yes, you do recognize... James Wilde. Well, I've come out the door mm. and stand near the door. Mm-hmm. Just wait till they get yeah. there. They'll come up on me. <laughs> yep. Both the horses are snorting kind of heavily. James's horse is like really huffing. Oh, I catch both the reins as they come <laughs> up. Gentlemen. They both nod. Talia. You got here quick. Shortcut. I'll ask about that later. What's wrong? I arrived in town with my man and, uh, Lawrence here caught me right away, and I just came straight from the town to here. They're waiting for me in town. All right, let's pack this shit up then. While we explain everything, I'm gonna give both the horses drink okay, from yep. the well. Yeah. And just like straight. I mean, there's a trough, but like yeah. here, just straight up go to the well. Yeah. And get everything ready, and everybody get on, get packed up, go. Let's yep. go. Get out okay. of there. Yeah. James, as you're doing all that, James comes to you and says, Lawrence told me what's going on and what you've got. Good work. <laughs> Luck, mostly, but thanks. Good work. I, I call from somewhere. <laughs> we are good on at a, this, give us a raise. On a political scale, this may leave a mark on the 42nd's reputation, but I don't think it's enough to topple the whole. Nah, probably not. <sighs> well. But as far as local goes, <laughs> If I've seen anything of the court system, what you got is enough to put every single one of the commanding officers here on the hanging post. The note that I originally sent to Ubendale, which either you intercepted or were there for, the reason we sent it is because they sent a messenger up to Dustdown, but Jim Walker. Walker. Jim Walker. He, he kind Jim. of grimaces like that bastard. I know the other two names of the people that went to my pack that night. Oh? One of them is Constance Melody. She's in Crankshaft. Convenient. And I actually show him the, the letter that okay. the mayor, I think. Yeah. Well, the mayor gave me for keeping. Yeah. But I, I show him the letter. The other one's in Dustdown. Dustdown. Oh. General Jim Walker, in fact. Well, shit. That's what I said. Got my work cut out for me. That you do. Well, focusing on the task at hand, I brought ten members with me that were in Ubendale at the time. I was visiting the headquarters there on business when your silver bird fluttered in. All right, then. It'll be interesting. I suspect 
given what I know, things will devolve into a firefight. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too, which... I just like clack my knuckles like, I can't wait to kill some people. I just hope the townspeople don't get too involved. As to that, uh, Lawrence told me that the sheriff had managed to recruit 10 militia members, though he's fairly confident if they hear from the mayor's mouth that the 42nd have indeed been hoodwinking the town this entire time, there's 20 odd more that'd take up the cause. Let's hope it's enough. Nonsense. All right, kids. Everybody saddled up. Let's move it. Okay. So we head back. Okay. Somewhat. <laughs> How mean do we want to be? Oh, we want to be mean. Cool. So, uh, uncover the the bodies that are in the cot. And, um, well, quite honestly, we don't have any place to put the prisoners. So just toss them in with them. The amount of bodies, there is literally no room for them. Okay. The best option is to have them tied to the sides of the cart and just have them walk. But aren't we hiding fast? Mm-hmm. Were you? Mm-hmm. We were going to try. Well, Why not try? Well, with the cart, we're not going to be able to move fast. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you two walking? They look at each other. Or dragged, your choice. I think it is time to learn. They, they, they both just look pretty defeated, so. I go over to uh, Rurik. How tall is he? Yeah, he's about f- four, three, I think. Oh, okay. He's a dwarf, so. Right. I really hope that Alren uh, sends you a gift basket or something. After all, he's in crankshaft right now. Probably reasonably comfortable. He won't be walking back to crankshaft, that's for sure. That's all I say. Yeah, we time up to the sides as we're walking. Along. I asked James, 42nd didn't say boo about you guys coming in? I left town too quick to see anything, but as we were riding through, I did see them uh, patrolling. I know they saw me. They sent a uh, motion to the drawer. They actually sent him last night to see if anything had gone the way they wanted it to or whatever and have you and we had to you know capture him to make sure he didn't go back and talk sent some well another prisoner out there to, to keep the ruse up mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to see if it worked lawrence pipes up i was keeping a watch out last night saw one ride back pretty quick went right for the miners respite and didn't see him after that but didn't see any change in 40-second behavior, either. Wonderful. Small miracles, I suppose. Before we go, I'm going to pull a card. Oh, while she's doing that, how's the rest of the district? <laughs> There's some funny stuff going on all over. Funny how? <laughs> Has it not funny at all? <laughs> <laughs> I am so upset that you said it was funny and it turned out to not be funny at all. Blackwater has fallen off the face of the map. What? How so? Just everyone left? As in we haven't heard anything out of there in over two weeks. 
and everybody I've sent to go look and doesn't come back. Last scout I sent that did come back didn't even approach the town. Like he looked at it from a cliffside almost three miles away through a telescope. Said the town's still there. Looks dry as a bone. They didn't see anybody moving around, neither. Frontier's a dangerous place. Out of the north, still more reports of children going missing. The entire town of Duskdown, children are gone. Just straight up vanish. That is where we were going next, was it not? As soon as we're done with this, Duskdown was our next stop. Way the hell down south in District 3, we've been getting in some kind of fuzzy reports of of small settlements being swallowed beneath the sands. Something about old tombs being uncovered. Sounds like more undead nonsense. I didn't even know we had anybody down in District 3. Uh, we technically don't. Uh, DMP is mostly focused to uh, districts one and two, but I have a couple of ears down south just to see what's going on in the world. Hydrosy two of cups inverted, which often has to do with the relationship and uh, disharmony in that relationship. That made no sense. So I drew a second card and I drew the fool inverted, which means naivety and recklessness, foolishness. Still, making no sense. I drew a third card and I drew the lovers inverted, which is very similar to the two of cups inverted. And so, what I am hearing is that things are out of balance, and if we are reckless and try to do more than we are able, then the imbalance will continue. So we continue on the roads that we had made for ourselves. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. To crankshaft. To crankshaft. You arrive a little afternoon, about uh, one actually. Okay. As you make your way into town, the usual bustle is there and people start to look and stare as they see all of you riding into town and they see the mayor with you who is currently sitting up in the front of the cart and as you enter the town he starts kind of calling out for everyone to come to the town square and directs Willer to take the cart straight there. Mm -hmm. As you guys continue through the town you pass by a patrol of 42nd who stop, see what you have, sees the bodies and the prisoners, and they immediately turn and make a quick march back the way they had come. Did they look like they were running? Kind of. I'm going to make the ground shake. Okay. They run faster. Oh. <laughs> like, are they running, like, away, away, away? Or are they running towards something? Towards something. What are they running towards? You can't see. You, you, like, they turn a corner. You uh, want to make sure they're not running out, hon? Uh, of course. 
I, I give him my arm to hang on to. And I go into Cortez, and he flies to kind of follow them. Okay. Flying up, following them, you see that they eventually run into one of the other inns in the town. The... The Gold Strike? The Gold Strike? Yeah, the Gold yes, Strike. The Gold Strike, yes. <laughs> I know that one because that's where yeah. the fanfic is taking place. So they rush into the Gold Strike and don't come out. I am relaying this to you. Okay. Is there, are there windows? There are. Cortez tries to, um, I've kind of conveyed what I want him to do, so he is going to keep looking. Okay. He is just going to kind of fly by the windows and see if he can hear any voices. Okay. Make a perception check for Cortez. So he's rolling out a plus two, I think. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. He hears the 42nd inside reporting what they saw and you hear Constance Melody. I hear Melody's voice. Pretty much shrieking at them, telling them to arm up and get ready for a fight. And uh, as she says that, uh, Cortez starts cawing. Make sure he doesn't get himself shot. He's, he's far enough away. He's just... And besides, I can summon him, summon him back. Oh, that's true. A shot does fly out the window towards Cortez, but it, <laughs> it misses. You can blink it back over here. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. He's trying to be scary. <laughs> I taught him well. <laughs> so I let James and mm-hmm. everybody that we're with. Well, Melina knows we're here. Just instructed the men that reported to her to arm up. I expected as much. I made sure the mayor heard that too. Mm-hmm, he did. Okay. He nods. He kind of swallows a bit, but nods kind of grimly. And the cart eventually pulls into the town square with the auctioning platform and podium. And he hops off the cart onto the stage and immediately goes over to the podium as and addresses the crowd that has, like, gathered around. Mm-hmm. Citizens of Crankshaft, I have disturbing news. I made an expedition out to get... My own personal view on this orc threat that threatens our town. What I found out there was most disturbing. I discovered that not only have we lost friends and family, but that we had been deceived. I had been deceived. The members of the 42nd Mercenary Troop set up a ruse. There have never been any orcs outside of our township. This entire time, it was a detachment of 42nd waylaying and murdering our friends, our families, destroying our business, all in an effort to prop themselves up as our saviors. I hereby Declare that any member of the 42nd present during these horrible events are guilty of murder and accessory to such. Those that do not come quietly, they are to be brought in, dead or alive. And with those words, there's a loud crack and suddenly the platform is painted red 
the mare falls to the ground, dead. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time in our Discord server, so please feel free to stop in and say hello. Links are in the description and on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DMs and players' notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And finally, our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.